This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. Today I sat down with Flying Squirrels manager Dennis Pelfrey to take a look at the last few weeks coming out of the All-Star break and take a look ahead to this two-week road trip to New Hampshire and Portland, which kicks off tonight against the Fisher Cats. Here's my chat with Flying Squirrels manager Dennis Pelfrey. Long trip up to the Northeast, first time all year in any Northeast Division ballpark. So you guys haven't seen much outside of the the other five teams in the Southwest Division this year. So getting a chance to see a new opponent this week. Uh, what's what, what are y'all's thoughts going into this series against New Hampshire? Well, I think it's obviously exciting to uh, to get to see a new ballpark. And you know, I think for most most of these guys here, they haven't they have not been here or seen this part of the country. So it's really exciting, obviously playing a new team. I think um, you know up until the Somerset series last week, you know we had virtually played every everybody. You know a couple times so we'd seen virtually the same team so there's always some excitement there to see see new faces new uniform um you know but at the end of the day we get to play in a new ballpark and uh you know see how good we are against a different opponent you know, coming out of the gates in the second half things uh, started a little slow then started to pick up then slowed back down uh the last two games against somerset though i think we saw this team looking a little closer back to what we saw in the first half and a Saturday was a loss, but it was a great game. Uh, Friday night, the bats showed up and the pitching was outstanding. Uh, do you think that these guys have turned a little bit of a corner, uh, plus getting Roby healthy back this afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it's, it's you know, we want to win every game. We want to do well every night. And, you know, there's, there's obviously going to be some times where things don't go our way, but I think it's a really good learning moment for, for us as coaches, for the players, um, to kind of figure out some of the things we need to iron up you know, before we uh, we make this playoff run here, you know, in late September. So um, we have some time, but again, it's not one of those things where we're looking at it like you know, we're just we're just kind of coasting and trying to get through through some games to get to the playoffs. I think you know all of our players understand that you know we still want to try to be really good, and they're all still trying to make it to the big leagues, you know, uh, this year. And I think they're going to continue to push and, and get better, but. It's again. It goes back to us playing some different teams that we haven't seen, so not necessarily knowing how to approach some of those guys from a pitching standpoint or from a hitting standpoint. Um, and then obviously we played, you know, two games that uh, we didn't play really well against Somerset. But then, like you said, the last two we played, you know, pretty good baseball and, and chance to win both those games. We won one of them, and um, I think that's the type of team we have. We we learn and we adapt really quickly, and we're very resilient. So, you know, here over this month of August, I would assume, you know, I think. The second half, we're 10 games under 500. For the second half, I think that, you know, the month of August, we could very easily be 10 games over 500 and playing really, really good baseball going into September. There are some new faces here. Uh, we'll start, let's start with Carter Aldretti, because you saw him quite a bit in 2021 with Eugene. Uh, and he, came, he went back to Eugene, had to repeat the level to start this year, but he put some outstanding numbers up down there. And, and now he's starting to get things rolling a little bit with double a uh as as one of the new faces on this team what do you think about carter aldrete as a ball player yeah i mean i think he's one of those guys like we have a lot in this organization a lot of really good baseball players and a lot of them get i don't want to say overlooked but you know we have a lot of really good prospects too so carter aldrete falls in that category where he comes in as a guy that's you know maybe not looked at as on a high prospect list but a very good baseball player and once he gets the opportunity to play you know, virtually every day, which he did last year for us a little bit in Eugene. He, he was playing, I think, four days out of the six, and 
you know, started to showcase that he can he can hang with pretty much anybody. And then this year with some injuries there in Eugene, he got to play virtually every day and, you know, put up fantastic numbers there and, and a, a well-deserved uh, move to AA. And he steps right in, and I think you can see at the plate that he's not uh, overmatched by any means. And uh, it's going to be another little bit of a learning curve for him as far as at the plate. But, you know, the defense is going to be there. He can play all around the field, and he's going he's gonna to show you that he can hit with the best of them. Yeah, not, as you said, not one of those highly ranked prospects. I think that those lists kind of go out the window sometimes when you get here, although there are some guys who maybe are a little bit further ahead than, than the rest of the league. But we've seen over the last several years and even this year that this is a level where you can kind of make yourself – uh, maybe you don't make the top 30 list, but you make yourself a major league prospect. I know David VR now in the big leagues didn't show up on a top 30 prospect list until uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So for guys like Carter Aldrete, guys like some of these other Frankie Tostado, even though he's not here right now, how important is it for them to showcase what they can do at this level uh, that is really kind of a, a, a make or break level in minor league baseball? I mean, I think it just goes back to baseball is baseball and, and baseball players are baseball players. And I think that, you know, like you said, those lists, you know, everybody's going to have a little bit different number for each guy of where they rank. And, and it's really fun for the fans and really fun for, you know, people outside of the Richmond Flying Squirrels kind of ranking the guys. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's about getting opportunities and what you do with those opportunities. And I think that from a men- mentality standpoint, you know, our guys, again, going back to being resilient, is once once they get an opportunity, they can really take hold and they can really kind of showcase what they're what they're capable of doing, you know, regardless of what the numbers say, regardless of what the numbers are. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's the type of player they are and, and, and how resilient they are and how they're able to handle some of the failures and, and be able to adapt and evolve to the to the situation that they're in. Uh, one of the new faces who joined the team just over the weekend, Saturday, flew to town, Riley Mahan, and you guys put him right out there to the fire, game on the line, and he, he extended the game. He got on base. Uh, but uh, so that uh, decision that, you know, a guy's right off the plane, you know, he just flew across the country, and then he, he comes in and gets on base. But uh, is that a decision where you had to kind of weigh, like, I wonder if he's ready to go. Do I even know much about this guy? Is new to the organization? Or is it just, hey, you're here. It's time to go, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you looked at our roster, I believe we had uh, one guy on the bench uh, was a catcher at the time. And, uh, you know, and a chance to – against a pretty good right-handed bullpen arm, you know, and Riley's a left-handed bat, and, uh, you know, he's had some success, you know, virtually everywhere he's been. So, um, you know, we had a good conversation when he came in and just told him to, to get himself prepared and get ready to uh, to possibly win the game for us late. And, uh, you know, it happened to come up, and he drew a big walk for us and put it, kept us, at least gave us a little bit of life. Uh, you know, I think there was two outs there with a runner at third, um, drew the walk, and, and extended the inning for us and you know it just shows you the testament of the character of him and again going back to the type of guys that we get here in the Giants and we went after him and got him because of those things that he brings to the table that he's able to play a few different positions pretty well left-handed bat so he kind of fits right in so I think it was a a no-brainer for us to to get him in a moment right there especially in front of that Richmond crowd I think it was 8,000 that night so it was it was really a really good moment for us to get him in there whether we win or lose the game I think that he can build off that experience. Yeah, no question about it. Pelp, thanks for your time. Good luck this week against New Hampshire. Uh, hopefully see some some similar results to like what we saw over the last couple of days of the series against Somerset. Uh, Coming here, get a series win, and then a series win, then head back home. Yep, that sounds about right. Have fun and go nuts.